Welcome to the 500 Mile Podcast. Yes, we are alive and we are back. My name is Justin Kolb alongside Michael Skinner. Michael, it was a, uh, I guess, the greatest weekend in motorsports this weekend. Had all the stops, all the big events this weekend and uh, saw a lot of great racing. Some uh, some not great racing, but we'll get into that. Uh, just I'm interested in your overall lookout for uh, the what we saw this weekend. Indy 500, Coke 600, a little bit of Monaco as well. Uh, what did you like to see? Um, it kind of, kind of went of how I kind of expected it to go. Um, you know, especially starting off at Monaco, you know, the only real excitement for, for Monaco is really, um, you know, that five or so seconds before the lights go out. And then once, once the light goes out, once you pretty much, uh, settle into uh, your spot there into turn one, it kind of becomes a, a procession, but, um, there it's all about the, you know, the prestige of Monaco, what it is, you know, where it's at, um, the money and things like that. So, uh, not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Uh, the rain added a little bit of extra there uh, about the, the midway point there to add a little little extra um, to it. <clears throat> but as far as I kind of expected, it was it was a typical Monaco race. Uh, as far as the Indy 500, I thought it was a fantastic race. Uh, it seems like the package, whatever they did different this year compared to last year or the year before, was absolutely fantastic. I thought it was one of the best Indy 500s that, that I can remember watching. Um you could pass cars from the back are able to move up. Um, you know, I, I, I have no complaints. Uh, the fan in me was, was, you know, excited that they were going to finish under green. Um, but I'm not sure that I would, would always want them to throw, uh, to throw a red there and have, have a one lap shootout. Um, you know, you can't really extend it. It's, it's kind of a, a tradition that you don't do that, but I don't know if a red flag in that situation is any better. But as a fan, absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. Um, both Marcus and uh, Joe knew both, uh, you know, extremely well-deserving. Santino ran a fantastic race. Uh, you know, Pato had a great race going. Uh, different strategies played out there, played out there at the end. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was an awesome race. Um, truck race I thought was pretty good as well. Won't leave them out. Thought the truck race on Friday night was pretty good. Uh, we saw some of the Xfinity race in the rain on Monday on Monday morning, um, but I think that turned out to be a really, really good race. It's really nice to, again, see a fuel mileage race. We haven't seen one of those in, in quite a long time there, so um, pretty nice to see how that worked out. And then, obviously, um, the, the, the final there with the Coke 600. Again, um, I think that we have had – I kind of I, – I agree with DVC. Other than the performance – of the cars at North Wilkes. Well, I think this has been the best three or four weeks that NASCAR's had, um, you know, content wise in a really long time. Kansas was a great race. Uh, Darlington was a really good race. North Wilkes had a fantastic atmosphere. The racing wasn't the best, but it's still, um, you know, it still got people, people to tune in. Uh, and then I thought the Coke 600 again, just like last year is probably going to, going to be a, uh, one of the best races of the year. Um, I don't know what it is about this car and the mile and a half, but it seems like as soon as you can get out of somebody's wake, make another lane, um, and you're kind of not stuck there, this car really, really shows, I think, what its potential really can be, um, which is nice. You know, it's nice to come to those racetracks, but the problem is is, is we wanted more short tracks because the Gen 6 wasn't very good on the on the mile and a half with, uh, with all the aero and side force that they had, and we got rid of some of the mile and a half, but boy, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that, Probably ninety percent of us wish that we could have. Uh, I wish that we could have old Texas back. I wish that we could have Chicagoland back, um, and I wish they never repaved uh, Kentucky. So um, I wish we had some of those back in, in older configurations and bring back Chicagoland. But I thought it was a, a great race. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure you think so as well. I mean, it literally had it had everything. It had attrition. Um, heck, Legacy Motorsport hit everything but the pace car. Um, had all three of their cars in the garage at one point. Yeah, yeah, they they hit, they both hit the same piece of debris. Then I liked that the, that Jimmy went with the tactic of now hitting his own cars. Yes, I hadn't I hadn't seen that one before. So, um, yeah, no, I really had it all. You had KB driving backwards for, uh, you know, a quarter of a lap. Um, you had Tyler Reddick with one of the most ridiculous saves I've ever seen. You had Kyle with a makeshift pass in the grass. Uh, you know, had a fa fantastic winner at the end, super deserving, was the best car um, throughout the race. I don't think he was the best car at every stage of the race, but I think consistently he was the best car 
Um, whatever happened with the forty the forty five car after that little um, tap with the wall there when he got really loose killed kind of killed his run. But I think he, after probably fifteen or so laps, was the best car um, after halfway. Um, but man, Blaney, that thing was a from from zero from lap zero to twenty. Man, that thing was a rocket. Um, super well deserved. Uh, finally got that monkey office back. Um, overall, I think it was a really good weekend. It sucks that it rained, but I think we ended up with a really good race, anyways. Absolutely. And just want to backtrack to the Indy 500. I did not watch the uh, the Monaco race only because that was a little early for me. But I did wake up at, got my ass up at 9 o'clock, watched the Indy 500. As you said, a fantastic race um, all around. Nothing really to complain about. I guess the only thing that we really have to bring up, you kind of touched on the um, the whole finish there. We'll get to that in a minute. But I do want to bring up the tire situation. Um, just want to update that real quick for anybody who had not heard yet. Uh, Robin Matthews, uh, who was the owner of the white Chevy Cruze or Snowball that got hit on Sunday, um, that car is actually going to be replaced by IMS. They are going to be giving her a new car. Uh, there's no word on what the replacement car um, will be. Should be that Camaro that she was at, the Yard of Bricks. But anyways, um, no word on that, but just kind of want to go over that tire issue because obviously I'm sure, just like me, that was probably the one of the most terrifying things you can ever see on a... That was the most terrifying thing of the weekend, just seeing that tire fly off at basically 200 miles an hour, and it looked like it went right into the grandstands. Um, you could tell that the booth was pretty shooken up by that when it first happened. Um, and I'm sure everybody watching was pretty terrified as well. I'm just kind of interested in your thoughts on when that happened and kind of your thoughts when everything started to develop, when they, when we started getting more information about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, I know we understand like what happened, but I don't understand like how lucky I think, um, Absolutely. all of us as race fans, the broadcast, the drivers, uh, at the end of the day, you know, that's a, a complete freak accident. So, uh, basically from just kind of what I've heard and read a little bit is that um, all of these race cars have tethers that are supposed to hold the wheels on, but there's some instances where whatever is holding the tether is actually the thing that sheared off. So, you know, just imagining that force of, 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 you know, what came off that wheel so that, you know, and the tether was still intact. The, the tether was still attached to the wheel. So, um, I mean, uh, that's probably what, like a 60, 70 pound tire um going in traveling stand at 100 miles plus, an hour 100 plus be. miles an hour you know it, it's oh man i i can't fathom it would have it, it there's a chance that it would have went through the grandstand um because those are just metal bleachers i mean i look at what it did to the the front of the car um and that was after some inertia had been had been taken off of it you know uh yeah, no, I, I I think we're super super lucky that 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 didn't hit anybody. Um, you know, I think I read somewhere. I think somebody brought up a really good point. In those in those sections, right? It's so it's actually going to be part of my my conversation um, later with how like the race ended. Um, but you know, like somebody had mentioned, like raising this raising the catch fence like in those areas um, just to keep the fans safe from, from that happening. I mean, there's, there, there's a, there could have been somebody literally just walking by and got hit by that tire where that car was sitting, you know? So um, super lucky of all the circumstances that, that worked out that way. Um, definitely you don't like seeing it. And, and you could tell by how concerned everybody was that it wasn't, you know, something that was going to be, uh, you know, let go kind of. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. We can just transition over into the finish now. I mean, for me, when it initially happened, um, obviously that wreck on the restart, and we got um, they were coming to red with two to go. At least for me, that was a little confusing because I wasn't quite sure how exactly they were going to do that. Obviously, they just took the white and the the green together. Um, I know that Marcus wasn't very happy about that, obviously because that set up the exact situation that played out at the end that I think everybody saw coming. Um, I mean, overall, I still like the finish of it. I like that we went green towards the end. I absolutely understand Marcus's side of the argument um, with what he had to say, but um, I still thought it was a really good finish. I'm really happy for Joseph. Um, he was the one that I really wanted to see win because he hadn't done it yet, so happy he got that done. But, I mean, um, kind of interested your 
thoughts on that? Obviously, uh, I guess a bit of a, a NASCAR finish, if you will, as some people have described it. Um, like, like I kind of said in, in, in like the intro there is like, as a race fan, I, you know, you don't, you don't want it to, to end under yellow. Um, I think that would have been, I think other than like last year's finish, I think it would have been like three of the past four years, um, ending under, under yellow for Indy. <clears throat> but I think that we got super lucky, kind of like the tire deal. I think we got super lucky, um, I don't think that it was a smart decision to go back with one lap left. Um, I, I I just think we got super, super lucky. I think, and the reason I, I, I think that way is, you know, I kind of, you know, we kind of text back and forth, like love the finish, but I could have only imagined like what could have went wrong there. Um, that would, would have been, would have been unnecessary. It seems like in motorsports, sometimes we are always stuck being, you know, reactive, you know, rather than proactive, you go back and look over history of, uh, you know, motorsports biggest moments or, or biggest accidents, right? We didn't change certain things until after that had happened. And I think this is one of those things too, is, um, you know, this is all great, right? But what happens if they go down there and there's a massive crash, somebody gets hurt, right? It doesn't. It doesn't look so good. It's. It looks good right now. It's cool. But we got to remember these aren't stock cars. These aren't thirty five hundred pound cars. Um, you know that. You know our closed cockpit. They're you know probably a little safer. Um, yeah. I. I just look at the things that could have went wrong in that instance. Outside of just being a fan, as a fan, I thought it was great. Again, like I said, I. I was kind of hoping um, that, you know, Super Techs would would take go back to victory lane. Um, that was kind of my hope, just, you know, American flag car. He had such a good run, uh, and they don't get in that opportunity very often. So yeah, as a fan, you know, I thought it was good. I'm Marcus Erickson hated it because he lost, I think like $426,000, um, that he would have won if he went back to back. Uh, but overall, I just don't think that as far as the safety wise, I just don't think that it was a safe for, um, for the drivers. And I don't think that it needs to be something that's reoccurring. Very fair point. So with that, let's uh, transition into another safety topic, the uh, the topic that everybody's been talking about since, well, since it happened. Um, Chase Elliott, the incident, uh, I don't even remember what stage it was, but the incident with Denny Hamlin uh, right hooking on the front straightaway. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I have a bunch to say more about this. I guess the only thing that I really have to say at this point is, and I don't really want to, I don't want this to be me attacking the Chase Elliott fans, but the one thing that I want to say is to all the people defending Chase is the one thing that you really have to look at in this situation is what happened in that wreck with the 11 going into the wall and the in-car watching that video and how violent that wreck is. If there's anything that you can take out of what happened on Monday with that is that we have to understand that, yeah, you can defend Chase all you want, but, I mean... Denny Hamlin literally went headfirst into a wall at 180 miles an hour, and some people are making it to be, you know, his fault. So just want people to, if you are in that thought process, maybe take a step back and just kind of look at the whole situation there because there is a bigger story to that. But, I mean, um, you and I both, Michael, we, there was no question on what happened on Monday, and I'm sure we're both in agreement that this this needed to happen, this suspension. Um, and I guess a little bit of news um, Obviously, Chase is suspended. That was announced on Tuesday. Um, the interesting thing was Corey LaJoy is actually going to be filling in for the nine. Obviously, that makes sense because Josh Berry is going to be on the West Coast this weekend. Um, but that also means that Carson Hosefar, kind of surprisingly, gets his first cup shot. So, I mean, some positives out of a very big negative. Um, I guess that's uh, the one thing that you can take away from this. Um, yeah, it... Uh... It's just every fan base is is critical of everybody else, you know, and they're always going to find, you know, in, in situations that their driver was not at fault. Um, I can say that, you know, especially, you know, knowing that, you know, I'm a Kyle Busch fan. Um, he's done some really, really stupid stuff um, o over the years. 
and a lot of the stuff that has become repercussions of that have been deserved. Um, it's 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 kind of like the whole Ross Chastain, right? Ross Chastain thing. There's gonna come a time where people are going to stop putting up with with the bullshit and the nonsense, right? There's going to be a time that that is going to stop, and we are going to see this happen, right? It just happened with two different people. Um, you know, I, I you know I text you and I'm like, you know, Bricky tried to tried to wreck Kyle there on the front shits. I don't blame him. No, you know the eight car drove the six into the wall. Yep. He fenced the 54 and then he fenced the 47, right? Yep. Doing all those things that Ross Chastain has been doing, right? So now, now, if you go back and look, right, the four car, he re- he ended up wrecking himself, but he kind of did the same thing, right? He was in the process of, of basically running the 45 car into the fence. The 45 car was just farther along um, than the 47 and the 54 were next to the eight, right? Same thing with Denny. We are now starting to see the older drivers taking more, right? They're taking more and not giving. I, I don't think, if you go back to last year, I don't think that probably happens. Um, I agree. But they know track position is so important. They know that it's going to get done to them if they don't do it. So yep. now they're having to stand their ground, right? So now it's going to be you know a decision of like, hey, so now we aren't going to be raced with respect. So now we're not going to race you with respect either. And I think we saw that. Um, I think we saw it a lot in the Coke 600. It is, it is the, the longest race that we run. Um, I think it was what, four hours this weekend. It felt like it was freaking forever. Yeah. Um, I loved every minute of it, but man, it did feel like it was a really, really yeah. long race. I don't think to the be, Xfinity race started to like 945. To be fair, uh, that's how the other one felt as well. Last year's race as well. That was a van- fantastic race, but I mean, that was a yeah. long one as well. But I mean, the same outcome. Everybody enjoyed their time watching it. So, I mean, if anything, that's a huge positive we're taking out of that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm kind of in the, uh, just talking about the the two Charlotte races just real quick. I know we had to switch one to the Roval. Gotta I think go it's back time. to the Oval. I think it's time. We have yeah, enough road courses, and I mean, that track, it's kind of a crime not to put them on the Oval for that. We're going to get that kind yeah. of a show every time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, we just kind of see, like, the repercussions of, like, the Ross Chastain movement. I, I, I do believe that. Is we are now starting to see it. But now those people that were inclined to do some of those things are now getting upset about it, right? Um, would we have seen Denny run Chase in the wall last year? Probably not. Would we have seen Chase Elliott retaliate last year? Honestly, probably not. Um, but I just think how difficult it is to pass, how important uh, stage points and positions are for Chase Elliott at this moment, because he doesn't have the speed to win. We're we're gonna go to some road courses that he'll have a sh- how that he'll have a better shot at. But right now, the nine team does not have the speed to win. Um, so he has to you know fight and claw for everything. So he gets put in the fence. Well, you know he sees red. I mean, I'd be I'd be pretty pissed too if I got I got put in the fence twice. Um. In, in two laps so we just can't be we just can't be hooking people man we just can't be we just can't be bright hooking people that's just no it's just it's one it's not a good look for for us as a sport um but man it, the inside of uh man the inside of that that car with with that uh, camera for denny man he he that was brutal that's um, what makes me the most upset honestly you know seeing that. and then and then here, and then basically hearing him in his podcast, not sure if he was going to pass the concussion test. Uh, you know how ne- how sore his neck was. Um, that's that's brutal, man. I mean, that's that's tough. You don't eh, you you don't you don't know how close we were to disaster. You know, on that instance, like we got away with it. We've gotten away with it twice, right? But there's no saying how long we're going to get rid of. We're going to get away from it. I mean, I mean, just take last year. What if what if you know Bubba right hooks. Uh, Kyle Larson, and it spins him around faster, and he backs into the fence instead of instead of hitting it head on. Right? I mean, look at just the impact Kurt 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 took, you know, to to knock him out. It's just there's so many variables that could go wrong that you you just and the fact that he got a waiver for for NASCAR suspending him, right? NASCAR themselves suspended him. I just I don't think he should have got a waiver for it. Um, especially when it's just something that severe. It's it's not like an illegal body part, um, which we'll talk about later. But like, just yeah, that's you, we just can't be doing that. It's so dangerous. Yeah, 
So, as we said, uh, Chase Elliott will be sitting on the couch this weekend at or for Gateway. Corey LaJoy going to be in the nine car. Um, as I said, there's some positives that come out of this big negative. Um, again, I don't remember where we were talking about it, but I know that this was brought up before that Corey LaJoy could possibly fill in. And I guess it was when he had his initial injury. Um, pe- people were talking about that. Um, it's kind of funny that it happens now. Again, kind of know why it's happening with Josh Berry being in Portland, Oregon. Um, that's kind of a, a long ways away. So that part makes sense. Um, excited to see what Corey can do. Honestly, people have been amping him up. You know, he's been talking for years how he just needs the the big boy equipment. Well, now he's going to have it. So put your money where your mouth is at this point. I do think we need to temper our expectations. Um, oh, absolutely. Mind yeah. you, this it's a completely different car. Uh, yes, it's it is a next gen uh, Chevy, but I promise you that it is completely different from from what Spire is doing. Um, I, my biggest worry is when they get these one off deals and things like that is they're just going to be so overly critical of that one race when we really need to temper our expectations. I think if he can come out of there with a top ten, you know, kind of the same deal as Barry, if he can come out of there with a top ten finish, you know, stays out of it. Um, I think that's a good weekend. I don't think I don't think Corey needs to go out there and win. I don't think he needs to prove that he can go win. I think if he can just go there and run where Chase has been running over the past you know couple of weeks, I think that is a big win in itself. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just want people to temper their initial expectations. He's not going to go out there and he's not going to win the race. Like let's let's kind of move past that. It's just not going to happen. Um, and the sooner we do that, the better understanding that we'll have you know of his actual run uh because people are i mean you you can see it on twitter you know people are hyping this up they're posting things that he said in the past and this this and that if he only had a chance to get a good ride well yeah he's going to be in a good ride for a total of two days i mean i think i think i think we all consider uh you know a ty gibbs a, a you know a future race winner a future champion and he's not going out there and, and winning races. And he absolutely just demolished the Xfinity series uh, for two straight years. So again, I, I just think Tim bring expectations is going to be like super, super big here. Um, because if we don't temper that expectation, everybody's going to be disappointed. You know, he's not going to go up there, not going to qualify in the pole and he's not going to go in the race. If he does, I will gladly eat my words. I was going to say, so if it happens, we'll be seeing you back here next week. I will gladly eat my words. I promised you. I, I would love nothing more for him to go go out there um, and, and win the race. I promise you. But I'm also hedging my bets on it is just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, as you as you like, said though, I mean, I feel like as long as he can go there, just prove that he can do it. I think that's going to yeah. be good enough for you know what run, he needs to do. Run where that car has been running. Go out there, yeah. run where that car is running, and I think he will be perfectly fine. And I think he can go out there and prove his point. Um, just just doesn't need to go out there and set the world on fire because I I know that he's probably going to put super high expectations on himself. And we've seen where that leads to mistakes before, regardless of, um, you know, regardless of who you are as a driver and how long you've been uh, been a Cup Series driver, you're still bound to make those mistakes when you are trying to prove a point, you know, so to speak. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely going to be super interesting. Um, you know, we'll kind of see see how it goes. Again, listen, if he goes out there and wins, that will be the most that will be the best moment of me eating my words ever, right? But again, I just don't. Yeah. I don't have high hopes for it. Well, and the last thing we'll touch on here, the last bit of news with this is, like I said, with Corey LaJoy going to the nine, Carson Hosfar gets his Cup Series debut. In the same weekend last year where he broke his leg, he gets to fill in for the Cup Series. He gets to make his debut. That's uh, Even he said he was kind of, you know, didn't expect that. But, I mean, again, he's not going to light the world on fire. However, did phenomenal in that Xfinity Series race. Shows that he can do really well in those Xfinity cars. I think, again, it proves that it is utterly ridiculous what the truck series has turned into i we have said it on this podcast before that 
you know, we saw how Haley Deegan ran, right, in the Xfinity series. She can, she, it's, it's a struggle for her to break the top 15, sometimes a top 20 in, in the truck series. Um, but she ran one race in the Xfinity series and she finished 13th. And it was at a one, it was at a mile and a half, different, completely different era than what she's used to. Um, you know, goes out there and performs better and is consistent with it, right? Same thing with Carson. I just think that he is better in the Xfinity car. I think it fits his driving style better. You know, I, 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 I agree with, um, I'll, I'll be curious to see how, um, how Carson actually does in the, the cup car. He's not getting in a super great cup car, but he's still getting in the, you know, a top 25 cup car. Um, you know, but if we go back to what DBC said, I don't know, was it two or three months ago that the, the truck series actually is better preparing uh, it actually better prepares you for, um, for cup, the, the, the cups. Yeah. I mean, if you kind of look at, take Josh Berry, right? We all think Josh Berry is, is, is a really good race car driver, right? But if you go back, he actually has struggled more than, say, a truck series driver. Go back to uh, Zane Smith, right? Made one start in the six last year, top 10, right? Just got another top 10 in, um, uh, what was 38. in the 30 the 38th this week yep. um even t- even todd gillen's had some really really good runs and and the 38 as well um so i'll be curious to see how how carson does because it does seem like if you come out with truck experience solely you're actually better off than being in the xfinity series um you know another good one is ty right ty has completely skipped the truck series but it does seem like it's been more of a struggle for him then, like I said, somebody like Zane Smith, who now has two top tens and what is it, three starts, and one of those starts is a super speedway. So um, it's not only proving that how good Zane Smith is, but it's also proving that you know he's ran like total garbage the past three or four weeks in the truck series. Um, so honestly, I don't even know what to think of the truck series at this point anymore. Um, you know, even to see like what part of the developmental ladder it really is. Like, like I said, I kind of agree with DBC, you know, it's, it's almost if the trend, if, if I think if Carson go out there, run exactly where uh, the seven car runs are a little bit better. I think again, you're just proving, um, proving that point that the truck actually probably sets you up a little bit better than the Xfinity car, just because they're now closer in racing styles than the actual Xfinity car. So I'll be curious to see. Again, Carson did really well in the Xfinity car. I think he deserves to be there. I think he's out-talent. He can out-talent anybody in the truck series. The, he just can't out-truck them or out-position them because that's all it is. All it is is a big draft battle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I, do, I definitely think that he's going to be in consideration next year for the eight car when Josh Berry goes to the four. I just, just wanted to point that out. Yeah, which I'm kind of surprised. I thought that we were going to get an announcement this weekend, but I guess we'll have to, to wait on that. But I'm pretty sure the writing is on the wall for Barry to the four on that. All right, so we'll get into the uh, the biggest news of today. Uh, Chase Briscoe hit with what I believe is the biggest uh, penalty we've had on a single driver so far. Um, he got hit with an L3 penalty for counterfeiting a next-gen part. The penalty is a loss of 120 driver and owner points, 25 NASCAR playoff points, a six-race crew chief suspension, and a $250,000 fine. Michael, let me just read out what Elton Sawyer had to say, and then I'll get your thoughts here. Um, This is going to be a little bit broken up because these were pulled directly from an article from NASCAR.com. But Elton's comments, I believe he was either on, I think it was the Race Hub. It could have been SiriusXM. I'm not too sure, and I apologize. Uh, but his comments were, in the post-race inspection at the R&D Center, we found the number 14 had an engine panel NACADUCT not in compliance with the rule book. It is a counterfeit part and is an L3 penalty. We need to make sure that we're keeping the teams and the car in compliance. The, de- uh, the deterrence model has to fit that. And it's our responsibility as custodians of the sport and the garage. So, as I said, a very gigantic penalty. Michael, your thoughts? Huge, huge penalty, um, especially for a team that has been doing nothing but struggling this year. Um, I, I, I would say, unless we already know it's it's a it's a win 
you know, situation. They have to go out there and win. But I honestly, it takes him out of, it, I think it's a 0% chance um, that that he has any chance of winning winning the championship. Um, they weren't performing too well, performing well at this point anyways, but you never know. But I think this 100% knocks him out. This is a KO. Uh, they might as well pack it up, work on it for next year uh, because they're not going to go anywhere. They're, they went from four behind to 124 behind uh, the cut line. And we've seen how hard it is for Chase to, to climb that climb that ladder just because how difficult it is to climb those 200, you know, 150 plus points um, deficits. And then he has minus 20 playoff points. So every, every race, he's going to start at minus every round. He'll start at minus 20. So he's going to be, if he makes it somehow into the first round, he'll be minus 20 to the next, to to the leader. And that's without, and that's without any playoff points added to anybody else. Willie B has what seven stages, so he's got seven, and he has three wins, right? And we're so the dude goes the regular season. Yeah, so he, so thirty, so he's going to be thirty playoff points already up on Briscoe, and then you might so fifty. He's going to be fifty in the hole at this point in the season right now. Fifty in the hole, like that's that's crazy. That it's 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 a KO. Um, I think right now SHR. They need to give up on on the priest experiment. They gotta give up on Chase for this year. They gotta give up on the Eric Amarola sponsorship deal thing, um, because th- their race teams are a disaster. If you're not in the four car, you're you're utter garbage, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. I think Chase. I think Chase Briscoe is a fantastic race car driver. He proved in the Xfinity series that he can get it done, right? But Cole, Cole, Cole came in here and he was kind of the scapegoat for them not running well, right? But we've seen them just perform like utter garbage. I mean, it's a, it's a disaster. And especially, it's got to be embarrassing for Tony to be in the booth and to watch his own 14 car literally run 35th the whole first sector. 35th for the whole first stage. 35th place. He was lapped. That's I, That's got to be embarrassing. They have to make a change in their, in their structure. They got to figure it out because... It, it's a disaster. And if Chase, if uh, when Kevin leaves, right, I'm telling you right now, if they were competitive, Kevin wouldn't be leaving. I'll say that right now. But also, if they don't get better and they don't start working on their stuff, Josh Berry is only going to last in the Cup Series for two years. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's the part that kind of makes you wonder, Michael, because you and I both know that, you know, something like this, maybe it was an accident, but in most cases, there's probably more to that story with those parts and i'm not trying to you know pull up any controversies or anything like that but it it makes you wonder because i mean this is not the first time this 14 has run like utter garbage i was at fontana and i was concerned i was concerned with the speed it's every week it it makes you wonder if they're maybe they were trying to do something with that car to experiment or something like that because it just didn't make a ton of sense for a car like that to be running in the 30s every week like that team is way better than that. They're not good right now, but they're way better than that. Like we got to give them yeah, some sort of credit. If you're gonna cheat, you gotta cheat better. I mean, they didn't learn like, from RCR I, apparently. Like I, I know that like sounds funny, but like it's, oh, dude, it's it's so like that's bad. It's it's bad, bad. Yeah. Um, just like RCR, if you're gonna run twentieth and cheat, you gotta cheat better, right? Because it don't be wrong. There's other teams out there cheating that just aren't getting caught, right? The whole Hendrick thing that was utter bullshit, again, caught cheating, got away with it. Not my point. But the fact that you are doing these things and still running like absolute garbage, maybe there's bigger problems than that you need to start cheating to, you know, be competing, basically. Um, and, man, they've just been bad. And it's – oh. And it's, you know, before it, they kind of blamed it on the forwards, this and that. Kevin kind of got a win taken from him at, at, at Phoenix. But, like, overall, I think a lot of the issue is Ford. But, man, SHR is so far behind the other Fords. I think if you go over, like, the season, I know um, Penske has a few wins. But I think RFK right now is the leading Ford team in performance. Um, I, think it goes, I think it goes RFK, um, Penske rick Ware racing uh then stewart haas racing because they're actually running behind rick Ware racing who they right? have an alliance with 
dude, it's it's bad, right? <laughs> Even I I forgot about front row. Front row is running better. They're they're bringing cars to racetrack that are much much faster. Yep, it's one hundred percent speed. It's not like RCR, right? RCR pretty decent at the road course, really good at the mile and a half unless you're Austin Dillon. But take RCR to a short track and they're utter garbage. So they they might run thirtieth, right? But that's a that's a central that's a central problem, a central location. Um, SHR has been really bad everywhere. Like they were awful. Like they oh like it's brutal. It's brutal. And I don't want Josh Berry to go there and struggle because I like Josh Berry. Right? He's one of the last people that worked his way up, didn't have a sponsor, all that stuff. But they are performing terribly. And if they're going to cheat and then still, they cheat, no lie. They put this on the car knowing that it was wrong, right? Knowing that it was wrong, they put it on the car, whether it was an accident or not. They put it on the car knowing it was, knowing it was wrong, went out there, dropped a 35th. I don't care. They need to stop doing whatever they're doing and, and focus on something else. Because Cole Custer got kicked to the curb. Their Xfinity program isn't really good. Like, we thought the Cole Custer was going to go out there and, and dominate the series. But in all honesty, cars have been kind of crappy. Right now, I think SHR is one of the worst Ford teams in NASCAR. I can't really argue against that because I have no evidence to support it. So, it's uh, it's uh, a struggle for them. And hopefully they can get something turned around because, boy, do they need it. In a big way. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for uh, this weekend. We want to go into Charlotte slash Portland. I'm sorry, not Charlotte. Gateway. Gateway. Yeah. Gateway. Going, back, going backwards. All right. I'll let you uh, pick first here this week. We'll uh, we'll start with the truck series race, the Toyota 200 at Worldwide Technology Raceway here. Oh, man. Oh, I... Hmm. Should keep in mind that there are no um, Xfinity or Cup drivers in this race since it is the trip. So have that going for it. Uh yeah, that 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 helps out a little bit. Um, oh, one thing I also wanted to make a note of just real quick: the O2 Chris Wright was the driver for that truck. Uh, him and Young's Motorsports have parted ways, so he is no longer driving the O2. That's why it's listed TBA at the moment. So. Hmm. I think I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Raja Karuth this weekend. Uh, it's one year since he made his debut in the Truck Series. It'll be one of the, I think one of the first times that he's made a recurring start at a track um, that he's actually been to in in uh, in a truck. So I think that he ran. He's been running really well. I think the past three weeks. Um, other than North Wilkesboro, but Darlington ran really well. Um, had a, I think he had a shot there to win if that caution doesn't come out. Kansas, he ran really well, and obviously he was he was pretty quick um, at Charlotte there. So I think I'm gonna gonna go with Raja. Good stuff. Yeah, I did see a tweet earlier where he uh, said that he had this race circled. So looking forward to that. I'm gonna go with uh, the fan favorite on door bumper clear, Jesse Love. Only because that one truck or Tricon has just been insane this season, uh, more insane than I thought they would be. Plus, he just came off an ARCA win at Charlotte. I know it's probably his first or I mean, second truck start, but that's I mean, not really hard to win on ARCA. No, but I do think that listen, tri- him and listen. Tricon are probably going to be a powerful duo. So I'm going Jesse L- Love. Listen, listen. I think Frankie oh, Munez is a, is a good driver. Okay, but He's my man is surprising me. But my man is second in points. In a regional NASCAR series. Yeah. And this like, is the first time. It's his first five races in a car. <laughs> like, I I went into the season not uh, too bro, high of hopes for was, him. but There like, was cars doing 20. It looked. Oh, that, it was, reminded, yeah, that was really bad. It reminded me of when I go to Daytona for the Rolex. And I'm like, oh, oh, look, there's the prototypes. Oh, there's the GT cars. And I'm like, oh, shit. No, this is Arca. Yeah. They're the same car. Oh, my God. It's brutal. I, I do want brutal. to give a shout out though to to Frankie Muniz because I started the season like I said not high hopes. I I haven't been watching every Arca race, but the ones I have been watching, I've been keeping an eye on him. He genuinely impresses me. Like I thought he would be doing okay. He's been above average. Hell, he's second in the points, like you said. So 
I uh, kudos to him, man. He's putting together a, a hell of a run here. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I it makes me want to watch Arca every week, so that's that's good. Um, but then you say is, it out it, loud, and you go, oh, I don't really want to watch uh, Arca anymore. It's so it's so painful, but I'm like, you know, I I just want to see where where Frankie finishes. So, um, if it helps viewers, I hope that he gets a, a shot, um, you know, in a truck or something, and see see what he can do. But yeah, that's only reason I watch Arca because other than that, it is a disaster. Oh, it's so bad, and only two cars can ever win. So yeah oh yeah bad all right moving on to portland the pacific office automation 147 who are you taking don't say this Jordan. is that's exactly what i was gonna pick but i'll, I'll, <laughs> well, but I'll let you i'll let you have him uh, no i didn't want to pick I, him i don't want to pick him. you can have him uh, so this is actually super 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 interesting so i think this is the first time in i don't know like five or six years that there is no previous like road course dominant race car driver, right? Yep. There's no AJ Allmendinger. There's no Ty Gibbs. There's no cup driver. Right. And then there's no other than Jordan Taylor. There's no uh, road course specialist. Right. Yep. I think before picks, I think this is a massive weekend for, Parker Kligerman, uh, Sheldon Creed, Jordan Taylor, uh, and let's see where. Uh, and Myatt Snyder. All right. So all of those guys have road course experience. They've won on road courses in other series. Um, I've, it's tough. I think this is going to be a really, really good race because I don't think that there's going to be somebody that's just head and toe better than everybody else. Um, oh, man, I, I don't know. This one is really tough. I, again, I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. I, I Sheldon Creed, I think he just needs to go win a race. If he can go win a race, he will be fine. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Sheldon Creed for my for my pick but i'll be honest with you i i really think Myatt snyder has a really really good chance of winning this race in a joe gibbs car very good point well you named off a bunch second he ran second last year in a did. in jordan a jordan anderson. anderson car yeah well you rattled so. off a bunch of names there but i'm gonna pick one guy that uh you kind of skipped over there that maybe a dark horse in this one and that's kaz Grala because he has some that's good road one. course experience that that is another one that's what i'm saying this this field is going to be like this race is going to be really really good oh yeah in all on in all honestly i think there's probably like custer can win mayor can win creed can win uh algar can win barry could win jones could win taylor could win Hemmer could win chandler could win sammy myatt nemechek hill you got connor mozak um which is which is a road course guy Moffitt, I think Moffitt could go out there and win also. Uh, like this this field is like this is like if you're looking at like a cup field, right? Like it's cup stacked, but with just like the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's gonna be really good. I think this is the race that I'm by far the most looking forward to, and I just hope it doesn't rain. Like I just want to see a. Don't be wrong. I love when it rains because it makes the race way more interesting, especially. Um, with no stage break, I think it'll add like a different layer. But like, I forgot I think about this that would, actually. That we're not yeah, stage breaks. No stage breaks. Red course. Like, I think this is going to be such a compelling race because I think there's 20 guys that could win, and you can't say that in the Xfinity series. Yeah, yeah, definitely going to be a good show. Definitely going to be one you want to tune into on Saturday. So definitely do that. Let's uh, get over to the Cup series here and. See what we got going on here. Oh goodness, Greg Golding is in the fifteen this weekend. Didn't see that coming. Yo, speaking. How about JJ Yaley? Oh yeah, Very that is good the run highest highest finishing position for that car, not or for that team, mind you, non super speedway. Yeah, very big tip of the cap to those to that guy. 
And look at all the people that have driven those cars over the years. Like they haven't been like superstars, but JJ Yaley. I mean, that dude couldn't sign a top fifteen in a Joe Gibbs car. Sorry, JJ. <laughs> Said to do my man like that. Yeah. All right, who are you picking for cup here? Oh, this is a crapshoot. I'm definitely not going to pick the eight this week. <laughs> oh, listen, I'll be happy. I'll be happy if they can get a. They can finish fifteenth. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Oh man, Trackhouse was was pretty good there last year. Um, honestly, man, I don't even remember outside the eighteen who really was really good. I think Truex was pretty good. It's kind of weird because I don't know about you. I don't really remember a ton from that race, I, other than the last lap slide job by Kyle, and obviously the stuff that went down I with Ross Chastain. Yeah. Um. I am going to go with Kevin. Um, it's a it's a pretty flat track, um, and it seems like SHR has been pretty good. They were good at Phoenix, uh, and they were they were good at Martinsville. I don't remember really remember how they ran at Richmond, um, but Richmond wears out the tires so much it's not really super comparable. Um, I don't know, man. They were really bad at North Wilkesville too. I don't know. I'm going to go with Kevin um, just because I I desperately want the guy to win on his last tour. Good stuff. I guess I'll go out on a little bit of a limb. I'm going to go with that 45 car of Tyler Reddick. I think that's a good one. Got McDonald's on there. Indeed. Hopefully it's not the ugly scheme this week. Because there is one it's... McDonald's scheme that is not uh, not very good, to say the least. So, All right. Well, I think that'll do it for the picks. Uh, do we got any any other racing this weekend? I know Lamar is not this week, but next week. Um uh, both both Indy and um, F1 uh, are running this weekend. F1, I believe, is at Barcelona. And for the first time, um, IndyCar is not running on Belle Isle, which hurts my heart because I I love, love, love that racetrack. Um, I think anybody who's ran it in iRacing has fallen over that racetrack. It is, it is so, so good. Um, like it's what people wish Monaco was, you know what I'm saying? Like people wish it was as good as Belle Isle. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what the street course looks like. Um, I heard that it is it, that it's super tight, that there is a lot of uh, a lot of undulation um, as far as terrain goes of of, of how they kind of ran the course around it. Um, I kind of hope it. I hope that it doesn't. Thanks. <laughs> I kind of. <laughs> I kind of hope that it doesn't turn into a Nashville type deal where it turns into a wreck fest. But I think all of us know that that's really what the promoters are going for when they say, Hey, we're going to run these on, uh, on a street course with, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, cautiously optimistic for that race. Um, I think it will be, um, pretty good. Like you said, Lamont is not this week. Um, but there is going to be a ton of testing going on. Um, and things like that that you can keep up with. Uh, we'll get like qualifying times. We'll be able to kind of get an idea of um, which is what what's kind of important to me is I really want to see like what the comparison is top speed wise between a cup car, uh, what a GT car is, and what a GT uh, what the GTP slash um, Lamar hybrids are. Um, I think you know just kind of see how that V8 does versus like the hybrids um, and things like that. But also like what the lap times are compared to a GT3 car. Um, mind you, a GT3 car has um, anti has anti-lock brakes and also has traction control. Um, I think they added traction control to the cup car. I believe you're because, right. I think I saw that on the steering wheel. Because if not, it would be absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but I still believe that it has no anti-lock brakes. I, I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, but that is going to be something interesting to see lap time-wise how close they are to um a gt3 car um so that'll that'll be something interesting to to look out to um as far as that goes but for sure yeah i think it'll be i think it'll be pretty good no moto gp this weekend they're not back till next week um they, i think they got a three-week break so as far as uh i think kyle larson's big dirt race is is in the middle of this week again and we are getting closer and closer to what i think justin and i are looking forward to the most is the return of Thursday Night Thunder. 
Um, mm-hmm. Good news on the, that, by the way, if you didn't hear, Stafford Springs sold out for the third year in a row for SRX. I, I, I'm super, super excited for, for SRX. Um, you know, love the racetracks that, that they're going to. And honestly, you know, I, I don't think that I look forward to do something, uh, this much like series wise in a long time, especially one that really does it, um, you know, doesn't really mean anything, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you want to be an SRX champion, whatever, but you know, it's, it's not that big, that big of hey. a deal, but to see all of these drivers come out, uh, you know, KB is going to be there. I think Matt's going to be back. Um, it's so, on yeah. es it's on espn so i think that the coverage will be really really good um yeah su- super excited for that we're getting every week man we're getting closer and closer to to july so uh yeah it's coming if you uh you want to keep this happening keep it important make sure that you buy your tickets and go unfortunately they're not anywhere near me um to go but <laughs> as soon as me. they as soon as they are man i'll be there Never make it out to the West Coast, specifically in California. I will, uh, I will be there. That is for sure, because that that series is just a ton of fun. Like you said, I mean, it. You want to be a champion, sure, but Don Hawk said it himself. It's made for TV, so yeah. it's made for your entertainment, our enjoyment, and I mean, that's the best. I part. enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy the hell out got of the, it, because that's what it's there got for. The, got the fun flags. The fun flags, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well. I think that's going to do it this week. Michael, you got, you got anything else? Uh, no, that's that's it for me. All right. Well, I got nothing else, so I guess we can end this show if we have to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as always, thank you guys so much for watching. One thing I do want to say is this weekend was uh, Memorial Weekend, so I want to thank uh, all the men and women that have served over the years to give us a freedom that we can go out and, and do the things that we like to do. Um, sometimes we take those things for granted and we take and we take for granted the people that made those sacrifices, um, you know, for us, for us to be able to do those things. So, um, again, just want to say thank you um, for me and Justin um, and us at the podcast. So uh, as far as that's concerned, thank you guys for watching. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a, you know, enjoy your race weekend. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a, a Saturday, Sunday deal um, this week between uh, IndyCar F1 and NASCAR. Hope you guys enjoy it. And we will be back next week. And we had a little bit of hiatus there. So, um, but that's all I got for you. So have a good one.